<laughs> yo, 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 my people, listen, listen, listen. I'm, I'm starting off laughing with this here episode of, uh, of We Can Be Heroes here because it's been quite a bit. It's been quite a bit. It's, it's your boy, John Serrato, all right? One of the co-hosts here of our beautiful show. And I just wanted to say that I've missed all of you so, so, so much. So much. And I'm happy to be back, baby. Let's go. We can be heroes. Matthew, my co-host, how are we doing, my brother? No, I'm doing good, bro. It's It's been a hot minute since uh, we've been on here talking about Marvel, DC, and, and all that type of shit. Too Look, long, brother. At the end of the day, I'm just uh, I'm super excited to to get back into it, uh, you know, with you, brother. Obviously, I I started this whole podcast, little podcast journey with OTS, with you, and I think it's only fitting that we, um, you know, get back into the swing of things together. Um, yeah, so let, let, let's get into it. I, I, I'm excited. Hey, I'm hey, excited. It makes me excited, brother. Listen, 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 listen. For all you don't know, Matthew has been all over the on the sidelines platform on different podcasts for sports media or tv show related uh on the multiple podcasts we have out there and uh derek's and kind of taking him under the wing and, and running with it and listen there's no person i'd rather have doing all this with my boy derek than my little bro matthew but your boy john toronto's back baby i'm ready to talk some shit and start some shit you feel me listen matthew i think we get right into it brother are you good we just you know there's a movie we watched a few days ago uh, weren't too happy about it to, to be completely honest, but uh, Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania. You know, we we went in there with with some high expectations. Um, and I know in in other podcasts or episodes that we talked about here, we can be heroes. Uh, we talked about leveling the amount of expectation, right? Uh, we go all the way back to WandaVision and and looking into uh, is it Mephisto that's causing all this, right? The Mephisto dilemma. Great for talk. Right, weekly episodes, something to talk about, get the crowd excited. Uh, I'm sure Disney ran with it and loved it, right? Uh, but at the same time, I think it 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 gave too too high of expectations for that and the rest of the MCU, right? So I think you and I, at least, we made sure we started to come in with a more level headed expectation. Um, but even with that, I have some gripes. I have some gripes, right? So we have, uh, you know, of course, we come in into the movie with, with knowing Kane the Conqueror is finally showing his real self. We go back to Loki in our discussion back then. Uh, that was the first variant of Kane we saw. He who remains, the guy who who set the sacred timeline, right? And we knew, uh, for those who don't know or do know, you know, within the comics, Kane, Kane the Conqueror is that guy, right? Like he has multiple variants of different strengths and powers and intellect uh, that are all part of this council of Kings. Uh, but the Kane the conqueror the conqueror the guy uh was the one we expected to see in this movie um and and we got him right so let's say that's one of the positive parts of what of that movie itself but i think we'll start off with you matthew you know i mean what did you like about the movie uh what did you not like and and give it a quick ranking yeah um not much i really liked um <laughs> i was gonna be <laughs> i'm gonna be real with you um i i think just about everything i've disliked about marvel is in this movie um the only aspect that i can say i i respected was jonathan majors because with that script if that's even what you want to call it he was definitely the most committed actor there and tried to do what he can to work with that material 
Um, just this in short, this is this is honestly, I was venture to say one of the worst MCU movies. I think it's bottom five without question in my eyes. Um, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit in, in some respects, but um, I'll probably rate this like one one and a half out of five. Uh, I'm totally honest. It, and Matthew is a brutal grader. <laughs> I've, I've tried to tell him this over the years to kind of calm down with the amount of uh, negativity and hate, right? Uh, but, you know, and Matthew, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. I mean, we didn't really have a discussion about a few of the movies that came out the past year. You know, we kind of MIA a little bit, but we're again, we're back here. Uh, but Love and Thunder is in that same realm, right? So Thor Love and Thunder to me, and I, and Matthew would agree, uh, is is horrible <laughs> I mean, for lack of <laughs> for lack of true context and we're going to get into a little bit later the state of the mcu and and a couple of those films to give you guys our brief overview of them um i came into this movie matthew with, with a lot of excitement right i'm a very big fan of the multiverse saga uh for both dc and marvel actually like the uh the dc has their own version of the multiverse saga as well mm-hmm. uh but for marvel i knew Kang the conqueror was a big piece of that he brought a lot of the different universes together in one of the comic lines. Um, and I knew the level which came to Conqueror could quite literally destroy all of the Avengers and more, right? I mean, we go back to Loki. I keep using Loki as an example because it's a great show. Um, the Infinity Stones were literally jewelry gems at the TVA, right? So, I mean, talk about a whole saga worth of drama and 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 just terrible plot line right terrible in the sense of like just what Thanos did thrown into a shelf at a at an office right it's like it's just to show the level of power Kang and the TVA and and the timekeepers whatever you want to call them that that they have they control they they sit outside of the general space that the Infinity Stones live in right and for me I I agree I think Jonathan Majors is going to be overall, not just speaking in the MC wise, a freaking superstar, right? He, for, for such a poorly written film, he stood out beyond what I would ever expect out of that writing. Right. And that's, that speaks to him for sure. It speaks to who Kang the Conqueror could be as a whole, but they really tried to butcher this character, Matthew. I mean, it's clear as day. Like, I, I almost think purposely some of these writers and ordered Peyton Reed, the director, were saying, how can we piss people off the most? Like, <laughs> we knew we knew people were so mad about Gore the God Butcher, right? How could we fuck up this guy too? Like, <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna do our fucking best. But but Jonathan May just said, Oh hell no, you don't know what I can do, right? So even if you're writing me wrong, I'm gonna make myself look right. And that's what he did. That's what he did, right? So I think with Kang, we saw a lot of different phases of him, right? We saw a guy that is a true master manipulator, right? You know, throughout the, in the beginning of the film, we see that Janet Van Dyne, when she was trapped in quant- in, uh, in the quantum realm from the first film, you know, the, the flashback, uh, she was trapped with Kang, right? Or Nathaniel Richards, whatever you want to call him at, at, at that very moment. He was the exiled Kang the Conqueror. Hearing that right away, that he was exiled tells me in the beginning of the movie, Matthew, would you agree? Was like, oh shit. Like, we both knew that the Council of Kings did this, right? 
So this is the Kang. Like, I didn't know for sure if it was the Kang. Like, we, you and I were kind of thinking it was. We were a little cautious because Marvel's really fucked shit up lately. But same time, we're like, the second they said exiled, I don't know if you thought it, but I'm like, oh, fuck, this is this is him. Like, this is the Kang we're going to fight in Secret Wars, right? Like, this is him. Or, I'm sorry, Kang Dynasty. And I, they tried, but failed. <laughs> and then Jonathan Major still made it semi-okay, right? Um, overall, you know, I, I get into the, the, the nitty gritty, I guess the writing was terrible. I mean, I, I'll give a, a, a quick few instances. Um, one, we speak to Kang. Kang showed some great power throughout the film leading up to that final battle scene. Right. And then suddenly Ant-Man's able to kick his ass or a bunch of ants are <laughs> as he's literally yeah. blowing everybody up. That's by him. Right. Yeah. Suddenly ants stop him from doing what he needs to do. His suit's destroyed. He doesn't really have his true power. His power resides within time. There's no time within the TVA. Or I'm sorry. Uh, well, TVA technically yes too, but the, in, in the quantum realm, I get that. Technically, he's a depowered king. We we knew this because he would have escaped if he wasn't right. And you know, I just don't understand why they had to have him lose. For me, that's the overarching issue, right? Mm-hmm. Is I would have been okay, and I told you this after we watched the film. Kang either totally destroys Scott or leaves Scott hanging in the quantum realm, right? And escapes. Then I think we're talking about a three and a, a three out of five. I don't, that alone, would you, I don't know if you'd agree with that, but that alone, having Kang be a true victor changes that rating or at least raises your rating yeah i, I think and um it's funny you mentioned that because did you know they reshot the ending the original ending I, i've heard i've heard yeah. yeah so for context in case anyone doesn't know the original <laughs> ending had scott and hope being trapped in the quantum realm after kane defeated them um and basically caught uh, scott reassuring himself uh, and reassuring hope uh that cassie will find a way uh, to reunite with them. So in other words, King won and there were genuine consequences for what Scott and company did throughout the duration of this movie. And so that would have made um, for a more satisfying ending in a weird way. The fact right. that, you know, the, not only were the heroes technically defeated, but, you know, you actually have a chance to see the immediate consequences. And then in turn, you could sort of theorize uh, what that will lead to in, in subsequent projects. We instead get an ending of Scott during a surprise birthday party for Cassie and him going through a comedic, you know, narration of what happened. Right. You know, like, it just felt like, you know, like, and you know, because obviously you went through all years of college, but you know, you you ever like, I'm sure you, you went through this where like you're writing a paper and you're doing like really good. Like, you know exactly what all your topic points are. You go to every body paragraph and then, you know, you're about to hit your word limit and you just like, and it's like, just end the paper, like with a quick, like, you know what I mean? You just end it. That's what, that's what it felt like. It felt like there's like no actual, like conclusion. It just <laughs> ended abruptly, you know, like there wasn't anything to really like connect everything together in a, in a meaningful way. It was like, you know, that's like the best analogy I can come up with, but you know, I uh, so yeah, I, I absolutely I would agree. I think if the ending chains, I think my rating probably would have been, you know, marginally higher. Yeah, you know, yeah. This. I mean, it gets a general improvement. You know what I mean? I mean, other options, right? I mean, like, so w- one thing, one thing I will say is the idea of 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 Kang being exiled in the quantum realm 
is intended, right? The the Council of Kings saw him as an issue. He's going around and destroying multiverses beyond belief. And remember, we're talking about infinite number of kings that are, are technically out there, right? Good ones, bad ones, indifferent, all the same. So he was going around destroying everybody. He destroyed Avengers. I mean, his his narration, Major's emotion, giving that I've killed Avengers, I've killed at the end. You know what I mean? Like that, that I'm like, fuck yeah, he's gonna win. Like that. We I want him to win because that leads right into the, the Kang Dynasty and Secret War saga, right? And again, with time being irrelevant in a sense, they technically could have Kang escape right away to do that for those films. Does that make sense? Yeah. So him leaving the quantum realm, he could end up right where Secret Wars end starts, technically. Um what I will say is with him being in exile, though, I think what they were doing, and I, I, I will agree, and I think you're going to agree, it's not the right thing to do, but Scott and Hope do have an advantage in the quantum realm, right? They have the most experience with it, technically Scott, more so than Hope. Uh, Hank obviously does, along with, with Van Dyne, and um, King doesn't. So that's probably what the the angle they're going with is, like, King can't be as strong as Ant-Man, because this is, this is Ant-Man's house right like in, in a way that's just kind of how they see it but then at the same time the writing sucks because they're showing kang is a is a conqueror in the quantum realm so w- what make up your mind here right like yeah uh, who's the strong one here it's supposed to be kang kang <laughs> needs to win this and another way they could have really changed this all and i thought they were doing it matthew is when it when you talk about that narration scene at the end when he's talking about you know how everything that happened in the movie when he got scared for a second and there was like that that dreary moment of him like like Kane's like in my in my eyes I'm thinking King King's behind him or something. You know what I mean? If King had popped up at any point or Scott had noticed he was in another universe because of King, immediate change of score for me as well. Like Scott thought he won, but King totally warped his fucking life. Everybody he thought was alive isn't there anymore. The Avengers don't even exist, right? Like, just something that fucks with Scott. Yeah. Like, there are so many like, moments like that in this I, movie I, where, I like, think... they, well, they wanted to teeter towards that, like, yes, that darker that edge, darker and they edge. just reverted right back to Mar- the typical Marvel. And it, this is the thing. They didn't have to, right? That <laughs> moment when, like, literally, bro, I'm, I'm thinking, like, the movie, we have more to talk about with the writing and the issues of certain people or whatever, but the movie, just letting that moment with Scott turn into more so like the the dark ending we kind of wanted because again that that's like a that's marvel's perfect chance right there right we're not going to be the typical marvel you think we are scott narrating everything's funny kane comes in and says i just fucked your whole life up that that's that's right there is the three that's a three out of five easy right that that, that shows kane is that guy I still think he is that guy. We'll talk about theories and, and stuff like that in a little bit. But, um, you know, I, I think this is still the king, right? He's not dead. We we know he, he was taken yeah. into the core of his chair. He was not just killed, right? And that's why Scott was nervous. That, that dreary moment was intended. Like, he knows that King the Conqueror or a version of King is coming besides him, right? Um, or, or subconsciously knows. So... I want to get a little more into the writing and a couple issues that we had, more than a couple issues that we had. I'm gonna we'll kind of go person by person. Um, how about this? Uh, I'll, I'll name the person. You give them a score on how they acted, 
and then you give the you give the writing score for that person as well out of five. How does that sound? Yeah, like actual like act like how the the how the they performed actors. the writing, how bad it was, which is more what we're gonna lean towards, right? Out of five. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 uh yeah, just give your rankings for that. So gotcha. Performance gotcha. wise, right. So so we'll we'll go right into Hank Pym. Yeah, he did like uh he did not want to be there. No. Michael you can tell he was there. definitely cashing a paycheck. Like there well, I honestly thought he was he filmed on his own at home and they just threw his body in there. Yeah, definitely felt like that. It just, it, it, it felt it, like he it, was it, just like there. Not even there. Paycheck. Yeah. It was literally committed. felt like he wasn't there. Yeah. Um <laughs> writing wise, he was a character. He went through no meaningful development. The problem, especially with Hank, and that's going to tie into another character, there's nothing more interesting you can do with him. Right. Like, he's already reunited with his wife. Like, that, the that's the thing you can do is, pre- extent... is prequels. Yeah. If you want to do you, a younger version prequel. Yeah. That's it. Or to kill him off and then to say, listen, this is the end for you. Right. You know, there's like, there's no more, like, story to tell right. to where his character could change from this to this. I mean, he's done all that in, in two movies already. Or really, the first movie. You know, so yep. um, writing wise, like he was, he was at, he was as mediocre as most of the supporting cast. To be honest with you, you know, um, but I don't know if that's that's saying much. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I'm with you. I don't, again, I'm just gonna kind of agree with you on that. He he just seemed non-existent to me. Right. Uh, let's get into uh, Miss Cassie Lang. Yeah. I'll so start I mean with that one, if it, you don't mind. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, let me start with that one. <laughs> I think Catherine Newton has the potential to be a superstar in the MCU. Okay. We know her previous uh, filmography and, and other shows she's been in. She's done some phenomenal acting out there, right? I think she has the potential to be that. Let's, let's make this clear. Her potential is going to be written, written by writing, right? <laughs> because... <laughs> Her writing was absolutely horrible. The only thing, let me just start off with the writing horrible. I'm going to give you the one good thing I loved. They could have taken the typical MCU dumb route, right? With Cassie, when she was in jail, I'm like, fuck, she's going to be some rebellious shithead kid that blames Scott for getting snapped away like it's his fault, right? Because at that point, she thought she thought he was fast away, uh, you know, uh, snapped away, rather than being stuck in the quantum realm. Um, and I would have been really pissed about that. I'm like, do we really need the the the, the typical? I'm mad my dad got snapped away. I'm gonna be a bad little kid. Like, bro, come on, let's show some maturity. Scott didn't <laughs> choose to go away, right? He didn't go get the milk and not come back home. That's not how. That's not. That's not what happened here. Okay, Scott was snapped away. I loved, absolutely loved how they made her a little different. They made her a motivated child at the time to a mature teenager that wanted to do good like her dad because remember scott's original arrest and reason he was in prison was because he was taking money from bad people greedy people right she was doing something similar in, in protecting protesters and i love that they didn't make her that salty teenage kid because of dad right everything she was doing was for good on top of becoming a quantum scientist in five years, right? She, 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 as a kid, as a teenager, she went in and studied quantum physics to learn what they knew. And then when Hank came back, it seems like they had some kind of partnership to learn more, right? And I love that. So I'll give you like every, 
that, what sucks is it wasn't on screen. <laughs> we were, we were just told it, right? We didn't see it, so it sucks to not see that development. But the fact that they let that be her development, I love that. I absolutely love that. I didn't want the typical teenage brat, right? And she wasn't that. So I will give them a million percent credit on that. I don't know if you had thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I originally thought they were going that direction too, and I thought it was going to be insufferable. Like, um, so I, I, I at least appreciate them for for trying to make her a good person. Um, but yeah, so I, I would just be totally real. Catherine Newton, talented actress. If you haven't seen Society on Netflix, she gives a damn good performance there. Um, yeah, she was awful in this movie. I was gonna be, I'm gonna be blunt. She was awful. But then again, what can you do with that writing? Horrible. Nothing. No actor, except for Andrew Garfield, favorite actor, by the way, um, can make writing that bad be good. Not many it, actors have that ability. Majors, you know, and, <laughs> and, and majors too, but, yeah. of course. But uh, um, you know, it, it's just from her endlessly saying "dad." From her facial expressions being mute the entire time, you know, it, 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 it when you have a, a a director like Peyton Reed, who is so boring, who is so generic, and who really does does nothing interesting in the filmmaking world. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, his his films are not good. He's made probably one good movie, setting aside the Ant Man franchise, depending on where you rank that in terms of uh, right. in your tiers. It's bringing on with uh, it was uh, Christian Dunst in two thousand one. <laughs> That's the only good movie he's made throughout his entire career. He's not a good director, and he's right. not a good screenwriter either. I think so, the screenwriting. Which, which, in fairness, he didn't actually didn't write this movie, and if he did, he co-wrote it. It was actually a, a writer from Rick and Morty who did it. But um, in any event, too, sure it's wasn't like, the writer from Spike Kids. Oh Jesus! Well, <laughs> we're gonna get into that momentarily. But uh, <laughs> no, it's just. I mean, I, I don't know what more we can say. I think, like, when it comes to Cassie's development, she really had none. I just want to help people. Let me go help people, Dad. Okay, go help go help people. She gets her suit off camera. She learns how to use the uh, how to use her suit off camera outside of her big ability. And it, it's just, like, it, it's, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate more than anything else. And it's, like, you sort of wish that, you know, a lot of, like, that stuff that happens you know um like off camera was actually shown you know yeah to where there's like a natural progression to her earning her suit right oh also the one thing too is that her intellect she's one of the most stardust characters uh in marvel period right you know where is that shown off camera i mean there are obviously a few scenes obviously she developed the quantum realm portal but where, where where did that happen off camera, so that's the thing. They I would have been okay like, too, as know? a suggestion to have the original Cassie actress, um, you know, I, I can't remember her name, have her show uh, a, a, a you know, like a three to four minute time jump of her learning the quantum realm and then get into showing Catherine Newton as the, as the older version, right? Yeah, uh, just because I, I think she was great for the, the Ant Man franchise, the you know, she's younger when she was younger. Uh, the other actress but you know again i think showing showing some of this stuff on screen is cool they i don't know why they don't think we want to see it like i i'd love to see that that would improve the film immensely i feel like that's a three to four minute clip 
right? Yeah. That shows how she became who she was and what she did to continue quantum investigation or, you know, uh, research investigations. <laughs> no, um, you're good. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, 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 I agree. I mean, it, the writing was, was horrible for her and for many of them. Um, for, for Paul Rudd, I think Paul Rudd can, can supersede anything, right? His typical funniness is, you know, it, 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 there wasn't really much for it, either him or Hope, though. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it was, it was like there. not really an Ant-Man in, in the Wasp film. It was just like a Kang, Cassie, horrible writing film. I mean, it was yeah, it was odd. It was odd. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumedia, and we ha- saw Ant-Man, but we saw the Wasp maybe for like 15 minutes, it felt like. Yeah, that wasn't fair it to was her. Weird. And, and it was she, weird. And she, Evangeline Lilly, she did make comments that, you know, she would have, that she would like to have uh, uh, her own solo endeavor. Right, yeah, um, so would I. But can't. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> all of these can't come true. Um, yeah, I mean, so I, I like her though, right? <laughs> I think she, I think she's a good, a good actress. I think they wrote wrote her wrong in some parts. I think Ant-Man and a Wasp, the second one, um, the second the second movie in the trilogy was was decent. Um, I didn't like how, how they did her in Endgame. That was just weird. The whole scene, whatever. Um, I, I love the her, you know, her finally accepting the cat thing. That was that was cool in Endgame. Oh but yeah, yeah. I, I, I love Mark. I think Hope is a great char- potential for a character. Let me put it that way. I think the way that they're looking to expand the Avengers teams and make these different teams within the Illuminati and all these other teams show some true character development. Don't just throw it in the faces of people. Right. I, I don't care who is the star. Or who is the next Avenger leader? I need to see that developed. The one thing that the early phases of the MCU did was show some great, great, great character development, right? Some true character development. We lean now, or they lean now more towards quirky, quippy jokes. Like, as long as we have that, we're good. No, no, show me it. Cassie Lang, like you said, is one of the brightest minds in comic book history. <laughs> like, truly, she is. Show that. Show that. I don't need her going up and say, don't be a dick to Darren Cross. Oh, Why the fuck is Darren Cross Modoc in the first place? <laughs> right? That, I mean, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> I want to see these actresses, actors, whoever is, is, is the main, the lead, develop. Show us that. We don't need like, and not to mention, you're not showing that you're giving more jokes. You're still not showing enough action. Fuck. If you're not going to give us development, just have people kill each other all day. Then give us something like have Kane just like just open the scene of King or open King's entrance, right? Of him. I don't know. Like when, when Janet touched the chair and she went back in the past or what, or saw his, uh, multiversal destruction, right? Show him snapping Logan's head off, Wolverine, right? Like, give us some. If if you're not gonna give us development, give me destruction. <laughs> like, and yeah. it sounds crazy, but like, I want to see you, the X Men destroyed. Uh, like, even if it's in the background and we see costumes only, right? There's that um that picture that's been kind of spread around uh all over like social media of Kang sitting in his chair with like 
Cap's uh, uh, shield with blood on it. Uh, the, I think the Hulk's arms on the chair. Deadpool's sword. Uh, just everything, right? Every every item he's collected by destroying Avengers and just destroying uh, X Men. Like if they just showed that, I'd be like, oh fuck! Like this dude for real. Like he just destroyed every character we know, right? So you know, it, it's just it's, for me, it, it's just poor writing. Um, not much to say about. Uh, about it right i i think uh you know we'll get more towards the end we kind of knew what the what the arc was going to be or what we expected uh right into that post credit scene we finally do get the council of kings right we we get all the different king variants uh three of the main variants that we saw uh at least the ones that seem to be leading the the council uh Rama, Rama Tut, I think is the name. Uh, he is the Egyptian version of uh, of King the Conqueror. He goes back in time. And Matthew, I was a little wrong here uh, when I told you at the movie theater. He is the uh, main villain of the Fantastic Four. So the Fantastic Four, they time travel to stop that King variant because he ends up becoming super strong, obviously, in, in the MCU scenes. He's a council. Um I assumed because Moon Knight is within the Egyptian realm that he's going to be, and they may change it, right? So Fantastic Four may never touch Ramata. Uh, it may be Moon Knight that, that handles it. So we'll see how, how that goes. Um, you know, I uh, who the other one? Uh, Immortus. I was a little wrong about that too. I thought He Who Remains was Immortus. Uh, Immortus is, for those who don't know, the King variant with the supreme intellect, right? He's the one that saw past conquering, right? He, he how can he be of help to to the multiverse more so than just destroying the multiverse? Uh, and then the last one, I think I can't remember the name of that one. Um, it wasn't. It's not Iron Lad, but it's an equivalent. Uh, I don't know, like an evil version of Iron Lad, basically. Iron Lad is the younger version of Kang that becomes like an Iron Man, basically. Um, so yeah, those three are going to be running the multiverse, and we see all these different Kangs popping in, ready to discuss uh, the exiled one and, and the future of that. And of course, we get into the Loki season two, where they go to Victor Timely, who is also another variant as well, uh, that starts, I think his, his purpose is to take over the early 1930s uh of, of america i believe or something or europe or something like that uh i'm, I'm not too sure if they're timely but you know he's another variant as well so matthew i, I, I want to ask you know we, we kind of gave her overall of the film uh, i'll give you mine i give it about a two right a two out of five uh 2.5 on a good day uh, I was very, very disappointed. Uh, wish there could have been more. Uh, I think there's a potential for Kang, of course. Majors was amazing. Uh, I guess I want to ask, what's your excitement for, for the Kang saga? Yeah, I think um, moving forward, and this is, I think this sort of leans into, into my prediction where I said from the very beginning that um, every Marvel movie, TV show moving forward is going to have a Kang variant as the villain just to really... I finally have that interconnected piece because I I can't see the argument that we're in the multiverse saga when we have so many different stories. And I know obviously the point is that you're building up to, to something larger being an Avengers movie. Then you obviously right. see how characters end up interacting with each other. But um, like something like She-Hulk or something like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like 
that's not connected to the multiverse. Those are just like independent stories that act as, um, that act as a platform for a character to, you know, to flourish, obviously. And then at some point we'll see, see them interact with other characters. So it, 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 that makes any sense. Maybe I just literally said how they connect to the multiverse saga. But I mean, right. it, it means in terms of like char- like stories being multiverse related, we don't see that. I am right. excited, however, to see something like Loki, uh, which is reportedly dealing with three variants of Kang. So Victor Tiny being one of them, the other two, we have no idea. We, have, no to, idea. we have to wait and see come, probably, I imagine, like uh, June or July. How cool um, is it that Jonathan Majors is willing to do a TV show? Oh, that's dope! It, it's, it's, it's really it's so cool, cool and I think they can like um, lean into some of the more, um, I, I guess, like unpopular versions of uh, of King, right. you know, or the lesser known versions of uh, of King. Right. Um, I think it's also an exciting opportunity for as an actor, right? Is that you're not playing the same typical um, I, oh, bad guy, you know? I mean, you ha- you very literally have a infinite. <laughs> You know, number of ways to to portray these characters, and obviously they have their own uh, separate backstories, and I think that's you know maybe overwhelming because you know from for the foreseeable future he may be, literally be in just about every project, <laughs> even if it's in a post credit scene, right? Um, you know, but I think he he's the man for the task, and I think he's going to deliver some some great work, and um, obviously how it all come together uh, remains to be seen, but I think um. Knowing that we have a talented actor like Majors makes me does make me excited. It's just a matter of execution and whether or not you know Marvel will sort of, um, I don't know, just, just go go back to being you know the franchise that that we loved before. Yeah, I mean the concern, you know, I, I I I'm with you. I think Majors has a great opportunity here to really show his range as an actor as a whole, right? Um, he's going to be playing all these different emotional types and intellectual types and conquering types right he's got the range is 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 limitless for him um and i and i'm very excited to see how he can do that but it also very depends on writing right i think loki was well written i think he's going to kill it there can we just make all the writers from loki (laughs) write the rest of the mcu uh we don't know right but i i i I have a slight. I'm I'm the true optimist when it comes to the MCU, and I got maybe at some point I just gotta stop, right? I think when everything you just said happens, we may look back at Quantum Media and say, "Hmm, maybe not as bad as I thought." Maybe I'm not gonna say guaranteed. Probably not, <laughs> but maybe. Um, so you know, Matthew, I, I want to get into the state of the MCU, right? You should be loving Dunner, I think, too. Maybe we we'll look uh, back and say, "Loving Dunner." I will rather actually throw up in my ear hole. Um, <laughs> you know, you talk about the MCU and, and, and the interconnected storyline, right? I think I'll agree with you. And and I I really think it was intent with this. Phase four had no connection, right? It was just a bunch of stuff that they threw out there, similar to comic book storylines and said, all right, let's go with it, Right. And I was okay with that because I understood that as a comic book reader, someone who has read some comics, that's how it's how it is. You didn't have to read She-Hulk to know She-Hulk's impact in an Avengers comic line, right? You didn't. You really didn't. But that's how they operated. I 
I think in the end it's going to connect somehow, whether it's Shang-Chi or the other pieces, the Illuminati that seems to be being formed uh, by Wong and, and Bruce. Uh, you know, I, 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 I truly think we're going to start to get those connected pieces with the, with some of these films coming up. Right. I don't know much about the Marvels and how that's going to connect with the whole multiverse saga. Uh, I'm not too sure on guardians of the galaxy. There's a rumor out there that, that, that he's actually a variant of King as well. Uh, the main villain. It's not a comic accurate thing, but apparently that's a rumor. I'm not sure. Um, well, it surprised but, me actually. He does look like they're probably like the same Technolo- technology that's yeah. probably the worst word of sentence i said what i mean to say is that when i first saw um that uh, immortus it was his name right yes the guy with like the whole metal suit yes i instinctively thought oh i guess him and the high immortal are part of i don't even think they're part of a species maybe they're just part of this cult that um i don't know i guess favors some kind of variant of it, technology right? as opposed to human flesh yeah, kind of I like mean, so I, maybe, I don't know. Right? That, that like, could be interesting, but and it could it could just be Kang looking like him, but it's actually Kang, right? It's just you know, yeah, we don't know. Co- coincidental, we'll coincidental, yeah. It's Remember, true. there's infinite numbers of of Kings. It could be a king <laughs> that, that literally just wants to mess with technology and people. Like he's you know? just that kind of cycle, right? We don't know. Um, so I, you know, as far as the state of the MCU. I don't really care right now, and I think it's going to all work out in the end, I hope, uh, about the interconnection of it. I'm really concerned about the quality of writing as relative to the films and, and shows, right? So uh, we'll go down the list, and I'll give my gripes and in, in, in quick uh, rating of each film. Uh, Multiverse of Madness, I think... This is going to be a hot take because I loved it. You know, remember, you remember how much I loved it walking out of there, right? Yeah. I, re- I rewatched it. Okay. I will say, I, I think I gave it, what, a four out of five or four and a half out of five? Yeah, something I, like when that. When I walked out? Yeah, yeah. It's a two. Oh, Jesus. Wow. It's, it's a two. It, it's, really? It's, it's a two. And, and, I, and I say it's a four out of five first time watching it. Listen to me. It is a film, maybe maybe close to a three, because I love Wanda. I truly do. Um, it depends on those wow moments, right? Would you agree? Reed Richards popping out or the Illuminati being shown. It depends on the wow moments. Patrick Stewart, right? They're not really wow when you watch it a second time, bro. <laughs> like, you know it's going to happen. It's not as wow, right? Endgame had moments that were wow, like blew your mind, right? I can rewatch that a thousand times over. Infinity War had moments that I was like, what the hell? You watch that a thousand times over, still get excited. I still scream when Cap says Avengers Assemble, right? I didn't get any of that from rewatching Multiverse Madness. That's crazy. It you, you totally saw... downed my score. So, you all know what's crazy? Right. Um, my score went up, so I think I gave it a three and a half. I, I went up to a four. I, I, I'm sorry. I I I love. I really like the movie, bro. So you know, I, I, I won't venture so much. I'm being at, too harsh. Maybe as to love, but I I bro, it's it's so corny. It's bro the 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 transitions especially. Wait, you, um, you, you you're a four, one? truly or no? 
Oh, I'm truly a whore. Dude, it's it, it is the right level of cheesiness. It's it's fast paced. It's it's genuinely fun. I still have like my criticisms. Some of the visual effects course, are not up to par. And I say that again. It's something I'm gonna be critical of moving forward because Marvel has to give time for the VFX artists to get their jobs done. They need to pay them more they're, they're... because they're literally the 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 I'm trying to think of like the, like the underbelly of these movies and TV shows. Like without them, these movies literally cannot get made. Um, and so I'm gonna be hypercritical of that less because of because I know for a fact the artists are talented to to do what they do, but when Marvel has millions of dollars at their disposal or Disney has millions of dollars at their disposal and they're not using it to to give their artists the necessary resources or the time to do their jobs correctly, that pisses me off sincerely. Right. Um right. but setting aside all that, um yeah no I I just I didn't really like the movie. I think like definitely embraces again some of that cheesiness of the characters. I do think that a, a lot of singles are, are shot in a very unique way. Um Wanda was genuinely terrifying in a fair in a fair share of sequences as well. I absolutely love the fact that she that she slaughters um the entire Illuminati. I love that. Which was a bold decision. That, that's so amazing. So I'm just talking about yeah. the surprise of seeing them, right? But the that se- that sequence at the Illuminati uh, facility, the the uh, was it um uh, Richard or um oh my god. Uh what is this tower called? Like the St. Sanctorium or something? No, like the, the tower that, or the business that Reed Richards owns. Oh, Baxter Industries? Baxter Industries. Jeez, I couldn't think of it. When she said, like, that whole Baxter Industries moment. Oh, yeah. I remember you guys all of when, uh... Just her destroying everyone and everything. How Captain Marvel died, which I don't think she's actually dead, but how she died annoyed me. Um, yeah, I, think, I don't that, think she's that was dead. Lame. I truly don't. Yeah, that was really. I think the slicing, um, Captain Captain the Britain in half, amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's it called? Um, Black Bolt having his head literally crushed what, or do disintegrated. That amazing. I'm like Reed Richards getting tra- turned into string cheese. Amazing. Um, and then who was the other member? Oh, and then. Xavier getting his neck, like his mind literally getting destroyed from the inside out so much that he died in like in reality. Amazing. And that like I said, that, that was a very a lot of bold decision making. Um, I do think there could have been better Illuminati members as opposed to the ones we got. I think get rid of the Captain Marvel variant, get rid of the Captain Britain variant, and insert two characters we've never seen before. You know, because you think, oh wow, like they're not. I would have liked like, like, like a Jean Grey or yeah, like uh, something something crazy. And you think, power, oh, they're not, yeah, I mean, they're, they're not they're not gonna kill them off. They just introduce them and then they go and and do it anyways, knowing that I attachment mean, we have to the characters. Have Magneto that would have been there say daughter. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh or something, my something god. crazy like that, you know. But um, yeah, it's I, it's been a while since I I, I like watched it. Obviously, because right. it, it was what, back in twenty twenty two. So, mm-hmm. um, all that being said, like it, it's just, it's just a very like fun movie. Like it's one that like you can I, I can sit back and enjoy. Um, and like the whole Illuminati reveal stuff. Like even when I saw it in theaters, 
I'll be honest, I wasn't really excited because I, I don't think John Krasinski is a good Mr. Fantastic. I never bought into him as a good casting choice at I, all. I think I bought more to you it know? beforehand, uh, but when I saw it, I was a little yeah. tasted for and, it. And the, and the writing was also kind of, you know, ad. Well, like, he didn't film with them. Oh, yeah, he was literally in his own. He didn't like, film in the same room. He probably was in his apartment, apartment complex. With the green, with screen, green screen. screen. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But, <laughs> They um, threw him in for for sure, hundred percent. But uh, back to what you were saying though, because I know obviously like your rating went down. So was it was it just the the surprises that went okay? Yeah, okay. maybe I, I'm going a little too dramatic. I mean, yeah, uh, three, three, it's a three, three and a half. I mean, it, it's you know, I I, I will say it, it is a horror film, t- true and through. <laughs> like it is so dope how they use their uh, who's it um the, the actor's name or the director's name? Oh my God, I can't remember his name though. Not, it's not Derek. Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. Uh, he has so much experience in the horror world that he used a lot of his themes and filmography. To oh do yeah, and that uh, that was so cool. Mm-hmm. That that brings it so much up for me. Obviously, yeah. Uh, the close-ups, the the mirror scenes, the reflection, the fourth wall break when like Wanda yeah, like stared directly. Was that, that was so. That was God, so cool. Is he like? Okay, I love it again. <laughs> yeah, the one scene that does get make fun of though is um. I'm trying to remember the scene, but like you were in a scene where like Strange passes out, and like yes. it, like it, like um, it it pulls like a double of seven, like it, like it, it like circles around him, turns black, and then goes back out again. Yep. To Wanda, or whatever people kept making fun of it, like Fury's hand looked like a Google presentation. <laughs> it looked like a Google presentation. Yeah. I was like, I don't care. It it's so it's so it's so cheesy. It's so cheesy, but I love it. I love it. Um, you know. Um, so I it, it it does no wrong by me, you know. Um, right. so I think if it's a four, it's probably in my top ten, which is kind of crazy to think about. So I don't know if if you would venture to say it's yeah, it's I don't in know. that realm, I mean, or just, if you think it's kind I, of maybe I just I was kind of watching off to the side while doing something else. So maybe I gotta watch it fully again, fully focused, and I'll give you my true rating after. Because now you're trying to convince me the other side. That's why I love this so much. So, all right. All right, you did some convincing. I love it. I love it. Uh, we're, we're I'm not gonna get too much into the others here. Thor: Love and Thunder was quite literally the worst piece of film I've ever seen in my entire life. Yep. If I had a choice to grab one film and throw it into the deepest pits of Earth, have it shit it out, and throw it to the other side of the galaxy, I would do that three times and then shit on it myself. This is the worst film I have ever watched in the history. The absolute fucking history of filmmaking. The writing was horrible. <laughs> the acting was horrible. The goofiness was stupid. It was nowhere near Thor Ragnarok goofy. It was it 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 it, it was a film that that knew Thor Ragnarok was so successful, and they said let's go twenty times harder on what we did in Ragnarok, and it became even cornier than they ever wanted it to be. They tried too hard to be Ragnarok. They could have just been Ragnarok, right? Like that's okay. Like, why did you try to go above what you did in Ragnarok? What you did in Ragnarok was fine. A great combination and balance of so many different themes and pieces. I mean, it gave a little bit of Thor Dark World. It gave a little bit of Thor One. It gave a lot of bit of the the little bit of jokes and stuff added to it. It gave some development for for Thor himself. Right. It continued that that arc for him. I think Thor Ragnarok and and in turn Infinity War was the peak of Thor's arc. 100%. And then they went totally down with it with Endgame and 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 uh Endgame ish. I, I think I liked them in Endgame. Um 
obviously used him for a comical piece. Uh, but as far as Thor: Love and Thunder, I, I am absolutely disgusted and disappointed in what that fil- what that thing is. I'm not calling it a film. It's not a film. It's a piece of shit. It's it's horrible. <laughs> I hate it, and uh, I give it a literal. I think it, it's like a point five out of five. The only reason why it's a point five is because I love Chris Hemsworth that much. They did not do that man justice for how much he's put into the MCU. How can he not be pissed? Yeah, um, honestly, yeah. Or the God Butcher was butchered. Okay, yeah, we saw I, I the, wanna... the God Butcher butch one one God, a God that we didn't give a shit about. It is, and the thing is, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm not gonna. No. I hear I can't. you. I, I want to I I I I I get into a full rant. I can't. It, just Listen, that movie I, is so mentally exhausting. Like it, it's, it's one of those it things is, where, like you, me thinking about it, makes me question my own existence, and I don't want to do that here. So I'm just gonna say, the, uh, lo- sincerely, Taika Waititi, you made perhaps the biggest piece of shit movie uh, I have ever seen in my entire life, and I genuinely hope you never make a Marvel project again. I don't. I, I literally. I, I after so much success with Ragnarok, he fixed. Literally, he fixed, in the eyes of many, and you and I disagree with well, most about Thor one and Thor two. Like we we like him a little more, I think, than most people do. Right? Thor, I love, but Thor. I don't. I don't even know why Thor two is like hated on that much. But that's it's just, it's not as bad as Love and Thunder, right? And oh yeah. No. With that though, I think Thor Ragnarok absolutely made it great. The, the trilogy, right? Mm-hmm. And they didn't have to do what they did with, with Love and Thunder. I mean, so many things they could have done differently, and it's just, all it's just say, disappointing. All I'll say is this: read Thor, uh, uh, God of the was it Gore, God of Thunder? Basically, the, I think that's the title of the, of the comic line. Right. But just look up the Gore God Butcher Saga. All you need to do, amazing, and you will. And- Understand Stop. everything wrong with Love and Thunder. And one saying. thing, as far as the state of the MCU as a whole, villains don't have to fucking die. They don't. Oh, yeah, that's getting mad annoying. Villains don't have to die. Villains can have long-standing arcs. It's not yeah. the the early two thousands anymore, Matt. We don't need the villain mm. of every film to die at the end. Or they're gonna Even die. Have it be yeah. But I, what I will say is. Um, I, I, you're probably gonna hate me, hate me for saying this because I'm technically technically defending Love and Thunder here, but um, within the context of the comics, Gore dying sort of reshifted Thor's entire perspective on um on gods and on gods, so to speak. Right. right. Um, if Love and Thunder had adapted successfully, because they didn't they didn't look at it. I, I I said before, I think I said this to you before, like. It felt like Taika, like, took the comic, skimmed through it, and said, oh, that looks like a cool-looking visual right there. Let's just put it there so people who like the comic say, oh, hey, you remember that god, you know, that that gore slaughtered, you know? Yeah, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I trust me, I, I, we're doing good things with this character, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, um, in the movie, it was just the, the worst direction to, to go, and it was, like... It was so dumb. Like the, the thing that pisses me off the most, and I'm sorry by the way, because I know I'm taking up a, a ton of time talking about this. So if, if you want to cut me off, cut me off. <laughs> then we can get on to the other things. But like the the problem with like 
Gorda God Butcher is that like he has this e- immense hatred for gods. Obviously, he very literally blames them for the position that he was put into, and so for them to have this sudden redemp- redemptive arc in the end, where he's begging for forgiveness, goes against everything against Gore. Because even until his final moments, he still believes that what he was doing was was a show that he like. I'm trying to find a way to like communicate. Basically, like that that gods are as vulnerable as humans, and they have no right, you know, you know, to to present themselves as this higher power if they're not going to fulfill their obligations to the pe- to the very people that worship them. Right? He doesn't believe in re- like I would say he doesn't believe in religion, but like. He's saying religious in a, in a lot of respects, which you can obviously disagree with if you believe in like Christianity and so forth. But like, it, really, like it, the the overall message is that like religion to him is pointless when you're worshiping a god day after day, uh, and you're suffering, but they choose not to respond to you. They just ignore you outright, you know. And you see in the comics that like the very first god that he you know killed, right, was facing off against another god. You know, and he said, and he, you know, obviously proceeds to absorb his powers and necromorph and and things like that. You know, so Gore in and of himself is a very phenomenal character, but they just didn't like, they didn't do anything with him in the movie. It's like Taika Waititi did not understand him. You know, and the thing, the other thing that pisses me off too is that Thor's entire objective was to stop Gore from killing other gods. So what does he do? He goes to Olympus, fights Zeus kills Zeus, right, until we see the post-credit scene, so he kills his own kind, was very literally goes against what he was trying to do. Even if you fundamentally disagree with what Zeus was saying, you did not kill your own kind. Literally. Like, this movie is so fucking stupid, I hate (laughs) it so much, fuck! It's it's so annoying. It's I'm sorry, like, I ran in, I had the rant because it's a piece of shit, and Taika Waititi, I, 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 I love you, but I hate you. I hate you. I really hate you for making this movie, but I, I love you. And I want to support you in any other movie you do, but damn you for making this movie. Damn you, Marvel, no. for greenlighting it. This, no. please, if you if, if you don't even hear, if you haven't heard this well enough, I'm gonna shut up now in five seconds. But just please read the read the original comic. It's phenomenal. And then, uh, brother, you go right ahead because um, I apologize. I took away too much time, but of course you go right ahead and and obviously you want to speed us along. Yeah, you take as much time as you want. Listen, but. I'm I for some of these films and some of these uh shows <clears throat> that we've had because you know we have uh uh Moon Knight which I think was great I don't know if you're a fan of it or not um I, I loved it I, I gave it a close to a, a five to be honest it was it was great in my opinion um Miss Marvel was was fun I'll give it a three right it was it was, it was a fun series for me um She Hulk was really bad leading up to the final episode and i actually love the final episode matthew like the fourth the fourth wall breaking like so comparatively to the comics that's exactly who she hulk is she is effectively like a deadpool right and i loved it <laughs> the ending was just great it was a total play on to, to the mcu as a whole uh the x-men jab with the thumbs up and like just you know that I think the finale was awesome. I thought the finale was actually leaning towards that dumb finale with everybody jumping in to help save the day. Would have pissed me off totally. Um, but I, you know, I, I think the ending was, was pretty good for that. Um, yeah, I, I didn't finish the Hulk. 
<laughs> so what you, what, you, what you told me was actually <laughs> I, I had no idea what you're talking about yeah i think you should watch to, this to, to be so honest you could probably I, skip I everything else it, like truly the plot means nothing like it's it's the one tv sh- the show yeah. where you could literally go straight to episode i think was it eight there's eight episodes um you can go to the last episode and know exactly what it's about like the whole plot's thrown away there there is no plot that's the point of the show there is literally no plot they got rid of all of it oh dude yeah <laughs> so i um it, it was uh we do see bruce's son though so that's cool scar Oh yeah, so I, I didn't Avenger. know about yeah. the whole like fourth wall, like the whole um, like anything you were talking about. But K E V I N. Ben mentioned. I I actually had no idea about that. Um, I did see like a picture of Scar, um, and he looked really bad. I, I there's there's a there's a person I know who's like a hardcore Hulk fan. Yeah, and it I'll put it this way, like this is his opinion like it's unfair for me to say it's mine because i'm not familiar with his character for the comics but um since he's like you know really invested in the character like he hulk is someone who's gone through a lot of uh, childhood trauma child like was abused by his father right. and so introducing a character like scar who is a son of hulk makes no sense because to this point in the mcu we haven't even been given insight into bruce's childhood because in a lot of ways like like scar like bruce having a son like scar gives him to be the opportunity to be the father that he never had so to speak and so i just don't understand like how they can just like self-insert that kind of character without having to the fundamental aspect of, of of bruce which was literally his his childhood his childhood traumas Right. And a lot of it, like Hulk is is the catalyst of that in a lot of ways. Right. He has a lot of pent up aggression. That's sort of why he sort of had to to control himself uh, a lot of ways. But they haven't even applied it in the MCU thus far at all. Right. You know, so that that thing that that, you know, um, I can understand why it bothers some. And I think it kind of bothers me knowing that now because I wasn't really aware of his of his backstory. I like that, right. you know, so I don't know. Ho- hopefully they, you know, like actually like faithfully um adapt some aspect of, of hulk's character because he's phenomenal he's a really great character and he deserves yeah. like a proper um t- i would say tv show there's a nice proper tv show or special presentation just yeah i, I would love a world war hulk where he just fucking murders everyone That'd be <laughs> oh <amazing>. yeah <laughs> go back give um, us the original hulk please Great. Yeah, yes, I would love him back. I mean, even if he has some some semblance of personality and and yeah. conscious, that's fine. I just want the old Hulk back for yeah. sure. I thought he came out the, at the beginning of She Hulk. To be honest, it sounded like he did uh, for a little bit. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. What you're um, about. yeah. So you know, I, I we'll go quickly into Wakanda Forever. Uh, I'm not gonna give it too much of a negative review here. Uh, I think the more was a decent character. Shuri had some decent developments, but it seemed like a lot of off-screen development as well. Um, I, I I'm not gonna say I hated it because I love the Chadwick tribute. Right, they did him justice. Uh, Queen Ramonda was one of the best performances I've ever seen in the MCU, hands down. I loved her oh, in yeah. that film. She was amazing. And I wish she didn't die. Honestly, I wish she continued to be the queen. Yeah. Uh, Mbaku was typical Mbaku. Seems like he's about to be the king of Wakanda now. Uh, I'll give the yeah. film a, a good, just for Chadwick, honestly, the, the tribute in itself, four out of five. The ending, yeah. the, post, the post-credits with uh, 
uh, with with uh, Chala Jr. Essentially, right, uh, was amazing. Um, I will say one thing, one theory I have uh, with that. I think Chachala's son, Chachala, they're gonna age him quickly through Jimmy. the king, through the multiverse, or through 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 time travel, and we're gonna see an adult version of Chachala sooner than many think. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think, I, I think yeah. the low version of the T'Challa Junior will be in the films going forward. That will be that will be our Black Panther. Cherry Cherry does not want to be Black Panther. She does. Yeah, I, I can I can see that being the case. So I, I, I think through some some um, way we see T'Challa again, quote unquote, uh, with Storm. The the child T'Challa yeah, is going so, to be with Storm like he's supposed to be. Something tells me they are. And something honestly, bro. I think that was always the plan to have child T'Challa be the T'Challa of the comics where he's married to Storm. And that's why they had, N- N- is it Nikoi? Nikoi is his wife, or his mm-hmm. wife, right? Whatever. Yeah. Um, Chadwick knew he, he had cancer, I think, during even the first Black Panther film. So. I have, I'm not going to just give presumptions or whatever. Something tells me he wanted a plan out there, right? He knew how iconic this character is for the community. That's how they went about it. I think that's why they did the way they did. And I think T'Challa's son is going to take over that storyline. So yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think, you know, just to give my quick thoughts, uh, <laughs> by far the best phase four project uh riddled with emotion um and while it, uh, i i said before that if if this movie was bad quote unquote um i wouldn't have blamed ryan cougar you know um and i said that the biggest challenge in Hall that he he was facing is how do i make a black panther movie without Chadwick Boseman and he and, and his fellow writers uh, uh creatives um made a, an incredible movie that was not only a tribute uh to Chadwick but was also just a very good movie in and of itself you know um beautifully shot in a lot of aspects um well very well acted very well acted you know I think you definitely saw um Sort of all these actors and actresses getting a chance to, um, I guess, like express the, the emotions they felt with the loss of Chadwick on screen, and, and he felt it too, you right. know. And I think, um, this movie just, I, I do need to rewatch it, um, to, just because it's, it's, it's a really good movie, you know. And right. yeah, that's easily like, I, I even said before, like, especially with sort of what will be gotten out of Marvel, I, I figured Wakanda Forever. With it being sort of like the tip off to phase four was definitely going to be like the movie, you know what I mean? Uh, outside of um, sort of the real life circumstances that that surrounded it, I just knew that it was just going to be a, a great movie, knowing all the passion that that went into it. So, right. I mean, I I, I feel the same way, dude. I, I I'm with you, man. I, I um one thing I will say, you know, continue at least the the the, the state of of Marvel. In the MCU, um, it, there was a, a, an announcement out there that that Kevin Feige and, and the crew, whoever helps them run the, the MCU, they're all in agreement that there needs to be a little bit of a slowing down, 
right yeah there's too much of a pump out of content i you know looking back i'm like wow disney plus is is, is new they're bringing in all these shows i'm so <laughs> excited i have what, what we talked about we had a show to watch including star wars every single week in 2021 yeah was, i think there was one week we didn't mm-hmm. so but out of 52 51 weeks we had something to watch yeah something, <laughs> like a crazy it was a crazy or, number, or yeah. doubled up if anything right oh yeah <laughs> so you know i i think that's the best the best thing my my ideal world is february marvel movie uh uh may june marvel movie november december marvel movie right and in between that a show a show a show that's more than enough you don't need to yeah. do four and four right I, it, or even i'm good with even two and three or three and two yeah. or, you know however you want to look at it, it. Yeah, it, it's funny too because we talked about about this a bit on Realist, and I was like, um, we are, I was had a great conversation. I'm glad we're bringing it up here too. Um, I I think so. As of now, the only planned Disney Plus shows, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, are going to be Loki and Secret Invasion, um, as well as um, X Men, the new X Men animated series, um. Even that, I'm kind of reluctant to say because I, I can see that getting pushed back. I did want to say what if, but I'm not really sure what was what's going on with that. We haven't really heard anything. Um, that is coming out this year. Is it? Yeah. So presumably three shows, which you know fits exactly into what your prediction says, right? You know, yep. do three movies, uh, three shows, etc. It's for the best. More time post production, you know. But at the yep. same time, with like, X Men '97 would technically be fourth, but that's not necessarily yeah. in the mcu yeah so. yeah yeah exactly so it's one of those things too because like they're doing this for now but how long is that sustainable because it's going to reach a point where they can keep pushing it but they're going to end up backloading all of their tv shows and movies and have to revert back into their old ways again it's right. just it's just because of how many characters they want to get done like echo got pushed to 2024 that's coming yeah. out iron heart 2024 you know, still have delayed from vision, potentially this year. vision quest Armor vision quest Wars, is apparently coming out like the wakanda it, series another yeah wonder at, man like at some point oh i i could have forgot about those shows too like at some point that they're they're very literally going to have to to, to do one or two things full flesh series or special presentations right give us a which i think is the direction they should go 45 minutes. Here's one there, even on Wonder Man, I think, because Bob Odenkirk is probably in it and uh, Yaya, right? Phenomenal actor, by the way. I think they deserve like a full series. But yeah. um, as, as an example, Wonder mm-hmm. Man, 45 minutes. Here's his origin, how he connects to the future of the MCU, end mm-hmm. it, move on to the next. It's cheaper. And then obviously, you, you set the expectation that an actor can come back in a later role uh, or in a later project, excuse me. There you go. That's, I think that's I'd be okay. So, I mean, looking looking at the 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 plate of what's out here, I mean, you could do, <laughs> excuse me, you could do um, a Vision Quest as a special presentation, right? I don't yeah. need eight, eight episodes of no emotion Vision trying to get his emotion back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, give me an hour. You can make the specials about an hour, fifty minutes, hour, hour and a half, yeah. and I think we'll get enough out too. of it as long as the writing's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. You know, we got uh, like as far as what's coming up. I agree. I mean, you stick with the two to three shows per year, 
two to three movies per year and we'll have more than enough content to, to talk about here in the show but uh to, to us as fans to have you know I, I i really like you talked about earlier i think the vfx will be better i think the writing will be better i think there'll be uh less the, the workers will be less stressed they'll be able to focus and do what they need yeah. to do um you know I'm, I'm definitely excited for uh for for what's to come with the MCU, you know, we, we have a lot to talk about here, of course. Uh, we're definitely going to be getting into, uh, as far as what's coming out this year, Secret Invasion is coming out, I think, in a month-ish, right? It's a spring, yes, so months, Something months like later. that, yeah. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy Volume 3, Loki Season 2, <clears throat> The Marvels, and What If are all going to be out, presumably this year. They, they said presumably this year uh, for, for What If. So, and X-Men 97, I'm jumping into it. I'll check it out. Why not? You know? Yeah um you know but overall brother you know it, it's 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 good to have this amount of content right so us as fans uh you know we, we love marvel we love dc we love star wars star wars has some content coming out this year still too plenty of gaps to fill for us right we don't need all this extra content pumped out in one year to try to push it out for the heck of it let's take our time and let's do the right thing and get the right stuff out there right um you know, I, I'm 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 beyond excited. I'm Secret Invasion. I think is going to be phenomenal. I'm I'm super excited for that espionage in the yeah. realm of Captain America: Winter Soldier. Right, a little bit of that. A little, you know. It has a uh, lot of it has a lot of potential, and it does. they can easily squander it. So I I hope yeah. they don't. Yep. Yeah. Six episodes. I'm kind of nervous, but I think we're gonna find out that uh, Mr. Uh, Nick Fury hasn't been on Earth since before Age of Ultron. I think oh it's still, my it's god! I remember that theory. Yeah, it's it's not a theory, brother. It's real. They don't they didn't bring that up for no reason. Captain Marvel came out after Age of, Age of Ultron, so they purposely mentioned the toast thing because he cut toast in Ultron, right? Like that was uh, in, age, intended. Age of mid of Midtron. You mean? Age of oh no, that's one of the best Avengers. It is better than Avengers one. Oh, okay. Well, that's a conversation for another day. I suppose. Oh, we are bringing it up one hundred percent. I just want to reiterate that I am so excited to be back here for We Can Be Heroes. Matthew and I have been ready to pump out some content, talk about everything related to the MCU, the Marvel Universe, the DC Universe. We have a ton to talk about next episode. Uh, and of course, the Star Wars episode as well, or uh, universe as well. And, you know, we're, we're really going to get into that too, Matthew. We got some great stuff coming up for it. I mean, yep. I'm super excited for that. Um, again, you know, next episode, we'll get right into the DC. Uh, James Gunn, our, 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 the man of the Guardians of the Galaxy, has taken over all of DC Studios. So we are excited to see what he has in store, uh, but have some criticisms about what he has planned as well. So we're definitely going to get into that next episode. Uh, but again... Just want to thank all of you for being patient with us. You know, we haven't been here as much as you want, but we're back and ready to get rolling weekly. And I'm so fucking excited to get this thing going, baby. Listen, <clears throat> we can be heroes is here to motherfucking stay. You feel me? We are here. We're ready for some Marvel shit. We're ready for some DC shit. And we're ready for some Star Wars shit. Matthew, where can they find you? Yes, sir. So you can always find me at Instagram, Matt underscore T29. As always, thank you both so much. Um, it's been a hell of a time for me and my brother over here, but we're just, we're super excited to really get back into it, to do the stuff that we love. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm excited to have to freaking to be doing this with you, bro. I love you, and I can't wait to, to, to keep up this grind.
Hey, the grind is what we're all about. Listen, I just want to, again, uh, thank you guys so much for, for always tuning in to the On the Sidelines platform. We are now all under one social media platform at, at On the Sidelines on all social media platforms. Uh, head over to the YouTube page, drop a like, drop a subscribe, share, go on the Facebook group, Facebook page, and share as well. Uh, you can find me at John underscore OTS. Uh, anytime you want to debate or jump on to this, uh, this podcast here, you're more than welcome. And we're excited for the next episode. We're going to get right into DC and how excited we are for that. And, and Hey, we got some movies to talk about for that this year too, Matthew. And I'm really excited for that too. So uh, Peacemaker, we do have to talk about, we never talked about that. So oh, sweet, that's I, right. I am, I am beyond excited for that. Listen, I want to thank you folks again for the million time that I said it now. Uh, we can be heroes. We back, we ready. Let's get it going, baby. Peace. Peace.